0: Hello love, before we get into today's episode, if you want even more glittery goodness bang for your buck, well then you need to head to glitterball.plus where you can subscribe for just $7 a month. You'll get first listen access to all your glitterball favourites, ad-free listening as well as exclusive podcasts just for glitterball plus subscribers. You can head to glitterball.plus today to get all that and more for just $7 a month. Let's get into today's show. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. We are Glutabung. Quick loves, find your seats, make sure you've got your tickets scanned, and get your popcorn because it's time for us to see a show. That's right, the race has finally begun, and the first trial the Queens have put through is a talent show. So I hope you're ready, because it's showtime. From Glitterball, this is Drag Race Time Machine. So I guess you could consider last week as the pre-show meet and greet for season 14. But now the race and the show has finally begun. And this week, we are talking all about the first edition of the CNT's. That's right, the first seven queens of season 14 have been put to the test with a talent show. What is this, all stars? But we're going to break it down. We're going to talk about who was a hit and uh, who was a miss. So I hope you've got your popcorn and your snacks and you're all settled in for a show. Because these queens, or at least most of them, really brought a show. So let's get talking But fair warning Before we get stuck in This podcast will contain what? Spoilers This is a spoiler alert So if you haven't seen the first episode Go and stream it wherever you can And come back While we're here, it's also worth noting that my opinions expressed in this episode are purely on the drag and the edited version of the queens which we are seeing. It is not personal. It's just drag. It's not that deep. I want nothing but the best for these queens and this is a place of love and light so please do not send hate to any of these queens, no matter what you think of my opinions of their edit on the show, it's not worth it. It's just TV. It's just drag. It's not that deep. Let's get into the episode. Firstly, we have to, have to, have to talk about the fact they put these queens through a talent show in the first episode of a normal season. What is this? As I just said before, all-stars? Like, I'm really confused, because that is something that is normally reserved for queens that the public already know to reintroduce themselves. So I'm a bit like, huh? Is this gonna be the new path now that both all-stars and normal shows will start with a talent show? I mean, I'm not against it, but I'm just a bit like, huh? it's It's an interesting decision, and... Um, yeah, it it just feels a bit rough, I guess, for queens who may not have the budget. I mean, we saw somebody talk about it in Untarmed, but we'll get to that in a minute. Um, I just think it's a bizarre hoop to make queens so early on jump through, but I mean, that's just my personal viewpoint. Let's talk about our first queen, June Jambalaya. Uh June, I really, really, really wish we were starting this talent show off on a brighter note. <sighs> Look, the talent itself is great and I think it was wonderful that she brought her culture to the drag race stage and we got to see a piece of who she is. For that, I commend her. But I'm sorry June, this is the premiere platform for drag on international television. The, as much as I hate to say it, Rue and Michelle are right, the details do matter. And yes, they are able to be a bit more nitpicky because there's only seven of them. But look, if you're gonna wear a headband, safety pin it, super glue it, I don't care. Because it really detracted from what I thought was a lovely, lovely talent. The staging was beautiful. Her dance ability is fabulous. But all my eyes kept going to was this headband just sliding down. Her head constantly. Her refixing it, smiling and moving on. Like It, it just took me out of the flow of the routine, which was a real shame. Because the outfit was lovely. As I said, the staging was great. I was just like, oh no, June. And as I said in Meet the Queens, I, I love her. But I think we are getting an interesting edit for June already because she's starting to grate on me a little bit with this... Um, what's coming across as like an inflated sense of ego. Something I didn't pick up in Meet the Queens and I wonder whether this is an edit thing rather than actually her but it's coming across as it's uh, it's all very talk but no bite at the moment look and i know it's only the first episode so she very well could surprise me but we're seeing a very different dune to what i expected to see from meet queens and i don't know how to feel about that But look, overall, this talent was beautiful and I commend her for the idea. Just a shame that the execution was lacking on the detail. Our next queen is Bosco. And Bosco gave us burlesque. Now, look, I did enjoy this routine, but I have to say we've seen burlesque done on Drag Race several, many times now and we've seen it, I would argue, done better. Yes, the rose petals were whimsical and highly entertaining, but aside from that, the routine itself was just kind of a bit basic. I I promise I'm not trying to be mean as I say this, but I'm just like, eh? Can we not turn up the volume? It's your first chance to introduce yourself. And all you do is unpeel a rose. Like, yes, you looked fabulous. But there were other routines in this talent show that had far more bite than yours. And from all the smack talk in the Meet the Queens, I had higher expectations. I'm just going to be honest. And we'll cover our next queen right after this short break. Do you want more glittery goodness in your life? Well, head over to patreon.com forward slash glitterball and join us on the glittery galore tier. That's where you can get hot takes on each episode of RuPaul's Drag Race as soon as the episode airs in Australia, plus access to an exclusive film club, the first film which we cover is Wes Anderson's Moonrise Kingdom, and we'll be covering more films each month. Plus, you'll get the meditations from each episode of The Glittery Get Up as separate audio experiences. So if you want to support The Glittery Journey and get more goodness in your life, head over there and subscribe for the cost of a cup of coffee each month. Let's get back to the episode. And we are back talking about the first episode of RuPaul's Drag Race Season 14, which is the talent show. We've already covered our first two queens, so let's keep this talent trainer rolling. And unfortunately, that train continues to live in Neville because it's time to talk about Alyssa Hunter's rock and roll lip sync. I'm going to call it performance. Okay Where where do we start That is a very good question Because this performance confused me She entered as kind of Very space agey In the workroom entrance Then we got this And then we got a runway which we'll come to later But I was just like huh? This is how you're going to introduce Yourself to everybody First off and it just In terms of a lip sync Performance it didn't grabbed me either with the whole fake guitar playing when the guitar didn't even have a string. I'm like okay. I don't know I would have just preferred something even something more Latin like do what June did and pull your culture into your performance. Get us an opportunity, give us an opportunity to get to know you. So I feel like it was a real missed opportunity It could have even been like a guide to page... Alyssa's Guide to Pageants or something like that to tie in with the runway look. I don't know. Just feels like a real missed opportunity. But look, I like her as a queen. She came across... Well, in the episode, apparently I can't speak today. I apologise. Anyone would think English wasn't my first language. But let's keep it moving and talk about our next queen... And next was the fabulous Miss Carrie Colby and her jump rope lip-syncing routine. And this is exactly what I was referring to by lip-syncs done better. This was fabulous and it allowed us to get to know Carrie with the look into her past in terms of the jump rope. And I just think it was a fun... And different elevation on just a normal lip sync routine, which she could have easily just come out and done, you know? It was cute. It was fun. She looked great in the, like, cheerleadery look. I, I really enjoyed this. I actually wish it was longer, but here we are, because I would have loved to have seen some more jump rope. I agree with Ross Matthews, my, my drag race namesake, that I wish we'd seen more jump rope. But now we have to talk about A Lip Sync Gone Wrong, which we've seen a few of with this talent show, but this one I think was by far the most derailed of them all. I'm talking so derailed it rivals Vivi O'Hara and Coco Montrese's performance art workshop masterclass that we saw in All Stars 2. Yeah, look, this was not good. This was almost Derek Berry does comedy in the talent show bad. And I'm like, oh dear. Having said that, and this is something I referenced earlier in the show, I do understand how this was all quite such a mess considering the very, very short and highly pressured time frame Orion had to pull this together as she said in Untuck, she was moving, just packing all of her shit while packing for Drag Race, and this was all very last minute. So I can I can kind of understand that and give somewhat of a pass for this, but I don't think this talent show was Orion's day by any stretch of the imagination. Which is a bit of a shame because I would have been curious to see even just a stocked standard lip sync from Orion. I think it would have been perhaps a better opportunity to showcase her talents than what we actually got. If it had been workshop more, yeah, great. But it, it was just a hot mess. The outfit was questionable. The wig was questionable. It was just a hot mess. But let's get back to talking about lip syncs done right. Speaking of lip syncs done right, up next is Cornbread the Snack-Jetay and Yes! This was easily my standout performance of the talent show. Cornbread killed it. This was an absolute joy to watch. Just superstar energy from the moment she stepped foot on that stage. So funny. So expressive. I feel like we really got to know who Cornbread is as a performer. And we got to see her love of Drag Race as a franchise with all little nods to Drag Race past looking at you, the Merle Ginsburg missing milk carton. I just fabulously executed. And considering much uh, like another queen who we'll get to in a minute, this talent was pulled together in a very short amount of time. Cornbread should be very, very proud of herself because I loved it and I can't wait for it to be released on iTunes. I also really loved Cornbread's look with the pink hair and the the short shorts and the leopard. I was all for it, just all round, just fabulous. Up next is easily the most enthralling yet puzzling performance of the night. It's Willow Pill with another lip sync. This was absolutely bananas, just bonkers. Who thinks i just throwing a bunch of self-carey things into a bathtub, and then you follow it with a toaster. Like a. <laughs> it just, I uh, look. This was hysterical. I think we really got to see Willow's personality. I loved it. I think she is going to be a very, very quirky queen and I'm glad that the judges saw what she did and loved it, even though they were confused, and I think we kind of all were. I think this is another great example of using this talent show platform to give us a peek into your personality, and that's exactly what Willow did, even though we're all kind of left scratching our heads. I feel like we know who Willow is now. She's weird, and I love it. She looked great also in the kind of... Victorian bathrobe and then to the little pink bikini. Clearly that's her aesthetic. It's kind of weird and quirky but I think that's just her. And just like that, the talent trainers hit the station. We've been through all seven of our Queen's talent performances but we're not done just yet. No, no, no. It is time for a runway quick fire round. We're gonna blast through these seven looks And then we will get to the crux of the first episode. Someone's going home. Pack your shit, get out. It's time to boot a queen. Or as Cornbread might say, pack your shit, call the rideshare service and get out. But before then, it's time for another ad break. See you in a second. Do you want these episodes without ads or maybe you just want even more goodness in your life? Well, then I have the answer for you. Head over to Patreon.com forward slash Glitterball where you can get these episodes without ads. Plus, as a Patreon, you get to submit your questions for me to answer on a bi-monthly question and answer patreon exclusive podcast so if you want to support what we make for you here at glitterball head over there and subscribe for the cost of a cup of coffee each month that's patreon.com forward slash glitterball now let's get back to the runway dokey dokey runway quick fire time let's start we're gonna do it in order that they just shove them down the runway because that's just how we're gonna work this week let's start with june I, do you know what? I like this outfit. I really, really do like this outfit. And I'm impressed that this is what she sent down the runway for her very first look on the main stage. I thought the details of it were, were quite pretty. I liked all the tool. But I look, I can understand what Michelle was saying with the various small details like the tights, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But I think it's a very strong start from June and I'm excited to see what she brings as the season moves on. Up next was Bosco coming out looking like something out of Dita Von Teese goes to to Whoville? Like it was very surreal Dita Von Teese. I don't really know quite how to describe it, but I thought it was beautiful. I actually thought something like that would have been a better burlesque outfit in terms of being captivating than what she actually wore. But here we are. I thought this was, again, a great first runway. You get to see a lot of her personality. We've seen her personality fairly strongly throughout the entire episode, though, with that entrance look, with the horns. The horns are clearly going to be some level of a theme, I think. So I'm very curious to see what she brings as the weeks go on. Up next on the runway was Alyssa Hunter. Now, this is what I was talking about of me being incredibly confused by Alyssa's talent performance because this look on the runway is gorgeous. and his pageant My Affair Lady turned up to like 11. I love it. She looks like... If you really, really needed like a mop or a feather duster in your house, you could just kind of attach it to a pole, spin around on the floor, or let it dust your fine china. It's great. It's great. But it makes me very confused as to why we saw her as like a rocket in the in the lip sync number. I'm like, why not do something more pageanty to give us a sense of? Who you actually are, if that's kind of your shtick. I understand taking risks, but it's the only, it's only the first episode. It doesn't really make that much sense. Harry was up next, and this look is killer. Talk about body. I mean, if you've got it, flaunt it. And she looked fabulous with all those K's covering her body. Great branding, great body, just. A perfect first runway for her on RuPaul's Drag Race, I feel. She looks stunning. I love this look. The coat is gorgeous. Very clever. Just absolute perfection. And I'm very excited to see what she will bring next week. I think this will be a very strong fashion season. And I'm, I'm, I'm here for that. I'm here for that. Up next was Orion Story giving us High Fashion Who. I adore this look. This look is campy. It's stupid. It's it's just great. The makeup, I really love. The judges didn't vibe with this. Lizzo in particular didn't like the three titties. But I thought this was really weird and campy and quirky and fun. And I, I really loved it. And I... I want to see more of these kind of weird looks on the runway. So I was a big fan of what Orion was bringing in this episode. Up next was Cornbread giving what I want to say is almost a bit Grace Jonesy with this Disco Diva look. And I am living for it. I thought the bald head was a great choice It would have been interesting to see this with like a high, like beehive hair even maybe. I don't know. But I love this look for what it is. I think she looks stunning. The proportions of the outfit with her body are great. It is missing the height with the hair. I do agree with Michelle. But aside from that, it's a beautiful look and a great first showing on the runway. Up next was Willow Pill and what I'm going to refer to as like a galactic pop girl colour clash moment with this electric blue and this kind of lime vomit green. I'm kind of here for it, even with the matching green hair. I think it's fun. I think it definitely shows that she's going to work to the beat of her own drum, but still look fabulous. I'm sure Michelle's skin was cooling with that colour green. I'm living. I think she looks stunning. And now we have reached the end of the episode. It is time for us to sadly say goodbye to the first queen of the season. The bottom three are Alyssa Hunter, June Jambalaya and Orion Story. Rue makes her decision and June and Orion are the bottom two and lip sync to Water Me by Lizzo. After a pretty fierce battle, in my opinion, I might be told that I'm wrong here, but I feel like, yes, June embodied the song more, but I enjoyed what Orion gave us, three titties and all. June is told to... Shantae, you stay. And Orion is told to pack your shit and get out. And thus... 13 queens remain. I don't think this was the right decision, and I would battle Rue on that. But here we are. And thus, my friends, we have reached... the end of our very first official recap episode of Drag Race Time Machine... currently covering season 14 of drag race us if you enjoyed this episode please share it with a friend and leave what you think of this week's episode in the comments over on our instagram which is at we are or twitter at we are the links are in the description so come and have a draggy old chat with us please i'd love to know what you thought Or if you want to support the show and have a slightly more private kiki, come over and join us on the Patreon. That is patreon.com forward slash glitterball. The link is also in the description. Thank you for joining me this week. I hope you enjoyed this recap. Love to know what you think. Look after yourselves until I see you next week where we can talk even more drag. Love and light. I'll speak to you soon.